0: Many top growers participating in state and national contests have found this analysis and the subsequent product application to be beneficial to yield. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host... Rod here at A Better Way to Farm. Thanks for tuning in today. We're going to talk about tissue testing. In our continual quest to increase yields and improve profits, we try to bring value to the growers who are listening, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. Today we're going to talk about the tissue testing, and we're going to get into the why, the when, the how, and some of the results that we can see afterwards, some things we can look forward to. So let's dive right in here today and let's get into the why. When we start looking at this and the reasons why we want to do tissue testing. We're gonna number one, we're going to know that successful foliar feeding starts here. And we're gonna do an episode next week on foliar feeding. However, for today we're just gonna talk about the fact that successful foliar feeding starts with a tissue test. Number two, reason we want to do this. We can confirm the success level of our current program. What did we do correctly? What did we not do correctly? How do we make it better? Number three one of our goals with tissue testing is to catch deficiencies before they become visual. In other words, we often hear this spoken of in the industry as hidden hunger. The plant has a deficiency, it isn't visual yet, and so what do we want to do? We want to catch it when it's at that stage of being a hidden hunger before it's visual, before we suffer significant yield loss. Number four reason to tissue test, we want to be taking a look at getting a correct diagnosis. Let's pretend that we didn't catch it as a hidden hunger and it did get to the visual point, but then let's make sure we're confirming that we're really diagnosing it correctly. You know, I see a lot of people. they see yellow corn and the first thing they think of is, oh my goodness, it's nitrogen. As you guys well know, yellow corn at the bottom of the plant, in a V working its way in is nitrogen. Yellow corn was striped in the intervenal chlorosis type deal, the intervenal striping, That's going to be if it's at the bottom of the plant, it's probably magnesium. If it's at the top of the plant, it's probably manganese. Yellow complete leaves at the top, probably sulfur. And so there are a lot of different things that we can see there. Yellow edges on the bottom leaves, probably potassium. But yellow doesn't mean nitrogen. We want to make sure we're getting our diagnosis correct. When I get to talking about the why, I also want to talk about some of the things that we hear on the why not side to dispel those because it's really important to. Understand, you know, we get a lot of people who have heard a lot of things, maybe they've read a lot of things, and perhaps they've got some preconceived ideas that we could talk about. And so, I'm going to talk a little bit about what some of the people say as a reason not to tissue test. And one of those things is I. There's a lot of misconception out here. I I spoke with Midwest Labs today to confirm that I knew exactly what I was doing and that I got this right because I'd had it brought to my attention that. The tissue test, when you get them back and they show you the norms, I've been told by many people that those are the average of this year's tissue test. And that made me scratch my head because I didn't feel like that could be accurate. What happens if you're the first guy? You are the average. The very first test would have to have your levels as norms. That's not how they get that. As I was talking to my account rep there at Midwest Labs today, she was talking about the fact that what this is is it is the database that they have for many, many years, and it's over thousands and thousands of tests. Now, you can make the argument that those might be skewed because maybe more people send in tissue tests on something that is a problem field than on something they're trying to push really hard. I would submit that a lot of the people who are tissue testing are guys who are cutting edge, who are out in front, and they're trying to figure out how to push their yields, not so much on a rescue mission, but on a quest for higher yields and more profit regardless of where we are on that it is the average of many 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 years and hundreds and hundreds of tests and so that is going to be what our norm is we're going to use these we're not necessarily aiming strictly for the norms i'm going to get into what we do with these a little bit later but we take those norms and we also give you recommendations based off of those tests you know i get people and they want to argue they they want to say well you know how that tissue test comes down is very dependent on the time of day you'll get some variation in there, and that is probably true. My point is this that is not a reason to skip tissue testing. The number one thing that we're looking at is the ratios you know sometimes it's maybe more detrimental to have something that's really excessive and then not address what kind of a shortage that creates and it, one nutrient that's very excessive is going to make it be so that we really need another nutrient that even though maybe it is in the normal range we need it. Added to because this excessive nutrient is making the other one unavailable. And so we want to make sure that we're looking at all of those different things. And we realize that we're still learning. We don't have all the answers on this, but here's what I am going to do I'm going to agree with Midwest Labs as they wrote it in their handbook. And I want to read this because I want to get it right. It says, even though most land grant university based research has not found a consistent economic benefit to plant tissue-based fertilizer recommendations or foliar-applied fertilizers, many top growers participating in state and national contests have found this analysis and the subsequent product application to be beneficial to yield. Guys, here's what I know. We can argue about and talk about all the reasons that we should not tissue test, but the bottom line is this, it's about results. And the growers that we have that are tissue testing, doing it correctly, and then applying the fertilizer and doing it correctly, and the nutrients, the micros, the secondaries, they're addressing all of that done correctly. They are getting significant yield results. We're talking 10% yield results increases. If we're going 250 bushel corn, 10% is a significant response to that. You know, one of the cool things about tissue testing as opposed to soil testing is this. When we soil test, we're dependent upon the lab's method of extraction. How do they extract those nutrients and analyze those? When we look at plant tissue, we already have our extraction. The plant extracted it from the soil. So what we're really looking at is we're saying, what is the total amount of nutrients in that plant? The plant performed the extraction for us, and that helps us decide if we're getting the job done with our Soil-based fertility in the beginning. You know, I I can also appreciate the fact I know that there's, you know, just this year one of the universities put out a deal again talking about that full air feeding doesn't work on soybeans. They're unequivocally, absolutely, positively convinced that it doesn't work. And my question on that is, are they really full air feeding? You know, we've got to make sure that we're doing this correctly. We're going to be talking about how to do full air feeding correctly. But let me just suffice it for right now to say that oftentimes it's not. The first thing we have to do is that if there's any place in agriculture that we have to obey the four R's, this is it. And oftentimes we're not doing that. We're not using the right product. We're not putting it on the right way. We're not putting it on in the right place. And, you know, when we find out that if we do it correctly, we get a big response. And all of a sudden what they said can be dispelled with success, and that's what we're really looking at. We're not here to have an argument, we're here to have success. And you know, if you guys are interested and you wanna do some tissue testing, feel free, get a hold of us here at A Better Way to Form, and we'll see to it that you get your results back in a form that you can actually use. When you get this analytical work back, you get all the data that is gonna show those norms that I talked about. It will also show your levels. Now, most companies, that's as far as it goes. They send you the norms, they send you the levels, and they say, good luck. That's not really the method that we'd like to look at. With us, you're going to get specific recommendations down to ounces per acre. I see guys that need two ounces of zinc or they need some finite amount, you know, six ounces of manganese in order to achieve the best possible yield at that stage. And that's what we're going to be looking at is they're going to be very finite. They're going to be very definite. And guys, this is all based on years and years and years of work. We didn't just wake up one day and say, this is it. This was based on doing the testing, getting the correlation, doing the field test, applying the products so that we know what we can do to get the response. It's been super exciting to be able to do this. It's a great deal of fun and very rewarding when you see these successes come out of it. And we're glad to uh, be able to give this edge. This is a real edge that we can give to people who choose to work with us. Now, again, you're going to have a lot of different people coming in and talking to you with uh, different opinions as to when to tissue test. And uh, there are some values in doing things at other times and what we like, but our recommendations have a specific reason. So let's talk about the when. When are we gonna tissue test? Well, there's several times. Number one, probably V2 or early V3. Why? Because that first window to foliar feed is V3 to V5. So if we pull that test, we have time to react, get the product that we need and get it applied. And that's really, really important. The second time we're gonna test, probably at V7. Why? Because we have another window that we can foliar feed at V8. We do not foliar feed at V6 or V7. A lot of reasons for that we'll get into later, but just know that V3 to V5, and then again at V8. Another time, another when? Well, we're going to say when we have a visual problem, obviously we want to test. We want to confirm what that is. Now, I'm hoping that we never got to the visual problem But if we did get to the visual problem, let's test it and figure out what the problem is, not take off the, oh, it's probably this, well, Joe had this, none of that matters. Let's do the test and let's make sure we get it. I have some of our growers who they've got one particular part of a field that's a problem, you know, it's the problem child of their whole operation or the problem child of that field. They want to tissue test that separate and then what we do is we test the good part and we test the problem part and we compare those. And when we do that, We can come up with some problems that we can figure out, okay, hey, here's how we can fix this, what we're gonna do. Another time to take a look at testing would be late season. Probably in the late season test, we're doing this purely for educational purposes. In other words, we wanna learn what did we do well, what did we not do well, how are we gonna improve it next year? And so when we take that analytical work and look at it, we can see what we need to work on. How do we get more of these certain nutrients into the plant? And maybe if we have something that's really excessive, we've got to take a look and say, hmm, maybe we overdid that. Again, we get this whole discussion around time of day, as I spoke of earlier. And my situation is I'm not going to get involved on in when you want to do that. I just want you to get them pulled because I believe firmly, based on the results that we've had over the last 30 years that guys are going to be successful when they work off of those ratios, and we're going to see great responses there. Let's talk about the how. How is the right way to do this? What are we going to do? Well, first of all, let me put a plug in. Midwest Labs has a plant tissue pocket guide, and I'm really going to suggest that you buy that and get it on the dash of your truck because it will answer a lot of the questions that you're going to have and help you with that. But let me run through some of the basics, and most of these are things that I did wrong. You know, I have a wonderful wife. And she says that experience is what you get when you get what you didn't want. And wisdom is learning from someone else's experience. So I'm going to let you be the wise one and learn from my mistakes. The first thing we want to do when we're getting tests at V3 or even at V7 is we want to take a pair of scissors. Scissors are your friend. Why is that? Well, I can go out here right now. We've got corn spiking through. And I can go out, and I can start pulling plants, and they'll pull pretty easy. But the fact of the matter is, a V3 plant's got a pretty healthy root system, hopefully. And when you pull it, it splatters dirt up on the tissue. And that tissue then gets sent in with the dirt. And all of a sudden, we're kind of doing a soil test again. And that's not what we want. So what we want to do is we want to take a pair of scissors and cut those plants off right at the top of the ground. doesn't matter if it's milo, sorghum, wheat, corn soybeans, whatever it is. We want to cut those babies off. And when we're doing it, we want to make sure that we're, we're really getting good information because bad information equals bad decisions. That equals no results. And so cutting, not pulling is number one. Number two, we want to go out and make sure we're doing multiple figure eights throughout the field. We don't want 20 plants from one place. We want 20 plants or 25 or 30 plants from across the field So we get a real broad section, a cross-section of what we're looking at there. We really want to send in at least 20 to 25 plants as a bare minimum. And in this early stage, we send them in as the entire plant, the whole plant goes. Now, let me stress to you the importance of using a paper bag or the, the bag that Midwest Labs gives you for sending in your tissue tests, because it's really important we do this correctly. Again, learn from a mistake that I made. I was working in Arizona with some alfalfa growers. I went out. I was doing soil testing, and right beside it, I was taking tissue tests so that I could send it in and see what the correlation was because they knew they had some nutrients that were excessive, but they weren't getting them into the plant and they were trying to figure out what they were going to do different. It's very interesting work. However, the first time, I know obviously I send them in, I'm sitting around in a hotel waiting on the results to come back, and I get a call from Midwest and they said, What would you like us to do with your silage? And I was like, What are you talking about? And they said, Well, you put the tissue. In a paper bag, I thought I was protecting it, so I bought Ziploc baggies, zipped those babies shut, and by the time they got to Omaha, Nebraska, they were silage. And so I had to go repull the soil test and repull the tissue test and send them in in a paper bag. You can use the Midwest bag, but you can go get a brown paper bag like you used to take your lunch to school in and cut some circle holes in it. You want them to be able to breathe. And I'm going to encourage you that it is well worth the money to send these overnight. We want them in there as quickly as we can get them and as fresh as possible. So that's what we're doing at the V2, V3 stage early on. What are we gonna do at V7? Well, strangely enough, we're still gonna send the entire plant. It's a little bit more stuff. Obviously, we start looking at just cardboard boxes, make sure they're not sealed airtight, and we go through that, but we send in the entire plant. Once we get to the stage in corn that we have an ear shoot, then what we do is we go opposite the ear shoot and below and take the first leaf. The first leaf opposite and below the ear shoot. That's what we're going to send in is we're going to send in 25, 30 of those from the field so we can take a look at what we have. Beans, once we get to the point where we're blooming, now we're going to start looking at taking the top fully developed trifoliate leaf. You guys know when you look at a bean, sometimes you've got some little trifoliates that are starting to develop, but there's you know you get to that one that's fully developed, And the very top one of those is what we send in, 25, 30 of those. If we happen to be working in sorghum, we take the second leaf from the top. And guys, again, I wanted to talk about that plant tissue pocket guide. I think that is your friend. I also would encourage you, we are huge believers in buying and reading that Midwest Labs agronomy handbook. It's a relatively simple read, but it is full of good information that will help you make better decisions farming. So as we recap this, the bottom line is, we believe strongly in tissue testing and foliar feeding. We believe that tissue testing will be a great source of information, allowing you to make better decisions going forward in future years in your farm. We believe it's a great source of information to help you successfully increase your yield by foliar feeding. We know that it is really the first step to that. Guys, we appreciate the time that you take here. We value that. Hey, by the way, Our next Fundamentals of Agronomy is going to be July 12th and 13th up by Des Moines, and we would love to have you join us there. If you'd be interested in that, feel free to reach out. You can always send us a message on the Facebook page. You can send us a text or give us a call, 641-919-1206. We just enjoy getting the opportunity to work with growers and help them get started, and we would love to do that with you too. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it, and we really do hope you're having.